Man, that hobo with his Southern Twain show is back. Coming to you something like live out of San Antonio, the 210. Of course, I'm the host, Joe Madness. Now, this is the last episode of the year. It's New Year's Eve. I'm not not doing a motherfucking thing besides talking to UConn people out there. All you loyal listeners that keep coming back and back for more. Like hungry puppies. <laughs> Alright, so... <clears throat> you know, these past... Uh, I don't know how many episodes it's been, but... For the... Uh, as far back as I can even remember, they uh, they've been pretty pretty sad. They've been like you know they've been like uh, how would you describe them? I don't know how you guys would describe them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in a good mood you know in a while, I guess. So I figured I'd talk something worse than what I'm going through. You know, everybody knows I've talked about it a couple times. You know, I used to work at the at the prison, you know, here in Texas. You know, I worked there two years. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've never spoke about all the things that I've seen and done and witnessed and been through. And yeah, you know, if. If there were tapes on me working there, like, that I could watch, I would sit down and watch them. Because, you know, if you've never been to prison, if you've never been to jail, if you've never worked in a prison, you've never really been around it, you know, on any type of level. Like, it's a hell of an experience. There's, I don't think there's anything else like it that I can think of. I mean, the prison I worked at, it wasn't a jail, it was a prison. Maximum, maximum security and, uh, you know, as soon as you walk in, you're surrounded by fences. You're enclosed. There's nowhere to go. Like most of the, the walkways are even enclosed with fence on the top, you know? <clears throat> and the ones that aren't, it's just like there's not really anywhere else to go, right? So it's just basically a whole lot of fences with barbed wire, a lot of concrete and a lot of metal. You know, as, as I've said before, you know, it's uh, it's not a good place to go. You know, it's definitely not. Uh, it's not Disneyland, Disney World. It's not Six Flags over Texas, over California, or I don't know wherever else the fuck are. Right? It's not. Uh, it's not like having sex, you know. I mean, it's nothing. It's it's a horrible fucking place where it seems like people are sent to die. Like if you get locked up, I mean, it's designed in such a way, the system itself, to where you never ever get out. I mean, even if you just wanna 
you know, just serve your time and not cause any trouble. Well, trouble's going to find you. <laughs> it always does. I've seen it. I've seen it over and over. You know, there's people there that just don't want to get fucked with. That just want to, you know, just go through the the amount of time that they were given and, and try to move past it. Try to move on with the with their life. You know, try to try to forget about that experience and just move on, right, with your life. But it's not it's not designed in that type of way. I mean, if somebody's trying to cause harm towards you, and uh, you fight back. I mean, it's <laughs> I don't even think there's anything. As it, there's not even a thing as such to you know self defense while you're locked up. I don't believe. You know that that place is so crazy. You know, um, they give you this book, right? <clears throat> I think it's called an offender handbook. I think, you know, it's, um, it's probably like half an inch thick and it's, it's a little tiny fucking book. It says all the rules. It says everything in that little bitch. And I mean, half the things in there are so subjective. They're left up in the air, you know, for anybody's interpretation. So if somebody's pissed off that day, you know, one of these guards are pissed off. They go into work, you know, their fucking woman just left them. Their fucking woman just got dicked down by the neighbor and they found out about it. You know, whatever, whatever the case may be, right? Maybe their dick just doesn't get hard anymore. I don't, I don't fucking know. Whatever the case is, um, they show up to work just wanting to just want to take it out on somebody, you know, take it out on everybody there. I mean, they can just open that book, scroll through it. I mean, write, start writing cases on everybody. And by cases, it's just like stuff that you're doing wrong that you have to answer for, you know, consequences of, uh, Getting written up could be something as small as uh, you know you're not allowed to go out outside of play, right? <laughs> you know, or it could be you're you're stuck in your cell for weeks, like you can't come out, like at all, like you're stuck in there. The only time you can come out, I believe, is just probably to go eat. That's it. You know, depending on. Uh, where you're at, like what level you are, but, but yeah, just, uh, the more shit that you, uh, that you do, the more shit gets taken away from you, you know, and sometimes maybe you didn't do anything, maybe it's just, uh, it's just a bad day, you were in the bad place at the bad, bad time, you know, but, I mean, come on, you're, you're in a bad place anyways, <laughs> so, how much worse could it get? Oh, it can get a lot worse. Get a whole lot worse, right? You could get raped in the shower. I mean, that shit happens. Happens all the time. Nobody knows about it. You know, you could, uh... You get really sick off of some bad booze. That looks like some slimy yellow goo. But you drink it anyways, because... That's all. That's it. That's all you got, right? Like, what else are you going to do, right? 
it's New Year's Eve. I mean, you wanna you wanna fucking drink, you wanna get hammered. You wanna not feel what it's like to be in your shoes for a little bit, right? You wanna get away somehow, some tap away. So You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't work like wish going to Texas prison and my worst enemy. I mean, having having been working there, you know, prior and seeing how everything is, how everything is ran, the environment, just being consumed by this whole world, right? It's just that it's not a good place to be at all. You know, it doesn't matter if you're uh, if you're with the bad ones, so to speak, or if you're with the good ones. Everybody in there is bad. Pretty much the difference between them and us is we haven't got caught. You know what I'm saying? We haven't got caught. That's it, basically. Like you want to break it down? I mean, that's that's basically it. <clears throat> You know, there's so much shit, you know, that goes on in that prison, in all the prisons even. You know, I want to say there's probably a million dollars in cash at any given point in time, just in uh, one prison alone. Might even be more money than that. The ironic thing is that they can't spend that money really on anything, that they can get actually at the prison, you know, legally, right? <clears throat> you know, somebody has to be bringing some shit in. Somebody has to be wheeling and dealing with these inmates. You know, getting that cash from them. In return, providing them with, you know, goods, right? Sometimes even services, even. You know, there's been, um, there's been a many of stories... That have surfaced over the years, you know, within the circles of, you know, prison life. These these women guards, these female correction officers, they drop their panties for these inmates, you know. They get seduced, they get tricked into <clears throat> doing the dirty dirty with these uh these guys. I mean, a lot of them ain't cute, you know, but I mean, I guess, you know, if you ain't getting no pussy, like even an ugly bitch looks pretty good after a while, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I've heard, I've heard stories on many of stories of these female guards getting pimped out, you know, by, by the inmates to other inmates, like somebody's claiming them, you know? And they're fucking, they're getting, they're getting shit in return for other inmates dicking that girl down, you know, that guard. So, that happens. You know, and sometimes, every now and again, one of these female officers, you know, they get, they get that little twinkle in their eye for one of these guys, and they end up quitting their job. 
and marrying them, you know, or they stay working there and they just, they bring them some shit every now and again, you know, stuff they want. So that's happened plenty of times. You know, as far as the guards, though, man, most of them are just fucking each other. You know, which is crazy because most of the people working there are old or fat or both. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a couple of cute girls that I've seen work there, you know, and, you know, on the flip side, though, um, you know, like the nurses, though, when they come by and they talk to them. You know, for whatever reason. They need to talk to him or whatever. Um, these guys have no shame. Fucking popping that dick out and jacking off to these women. That are coming into the, the cell blocks, you know what I mean? Just fucking jacking off in front of them, man. It's like, goddamn. Ah... I mean, that's the type of shit that happens, though. Like, what do you expect? You know, in the summertime, it's pretty crazy. It gets really hot in there. There's no... There's no central air in... In a Texas prison. They barely got these loud-ass fans, you know? You can barely hear the TV over. Barely hear that fucking TV. They got playing. They don't have flat screens. They got these fucking fat-ass TVs, you know? In cages, so nobody fucks with them. Uh, yeah, it's a hot bitch in there, man. It gets so hot. These uh, these guys, like, I don't know if you've ever been in like extreme heat. You know, I've I've lived in Texas all my fucking life, so I know what it feels like. Like, if you don't have AC in your own fucking home, it drives you fucking insane. Like, it makes you want to kill somebody. Like, it hits you in such a way. You feel like you're drowning, you know? Like, in the heat. You feel like you're dying or something. I don't I don't know. It's really hard to explain. It's hard to breathe. Now, could you imagine being surrounded in a... Like, in a room with metal and brick and concrete and no AC... You got a graded window. No air's passing through. It's just heat coming in. Oh, think about that one for a minute. That's fucking crazy. Like, who would want that? Like, goddamn. Over what? What the hell did you do? But, you know, if your family's not sending you money, I mean, there's really no way to get any money. I don't even think those jobs in there pay you. I want to say that they just keep you occupied, maybe. You know. It kind of affords you the opportunity to get out of where you're at. You know, your housing area. And wander around for a bit. You know, maybe some opportunities arise in other, other facets, right? I don't know. It just pretty much comes down to you. You know, what can you make happen? What can you talk up into fruition? 
what can your little brain come up with? So what these guys they usually do, you know, if if you don't have a fan, they usually do is uh, they flood their cell. What they do is they uh, they clog the toilet, they clog the sink. Now water just starts overflowing, and they lay on the ground, and now water just to try to cool off a bit until somebody goes in there and sprays them in the face or whatever they got to do, right? Because that water's got to get out somehow, right? It's not going to stay in the fucking cell. It's coming, it's coming out. It's coming out everywhere. So it's a big mess. It's messy. You know, one of the things that just kind of became normal to see when I used to work there like a lot of uh, a lot of people do their laundry. Like I think they get like two two sets of uniforms, and it's just white, you know, nothing nothing special. You know, they don't they don't get any irons. They don't have an ironing board. They don't have dry cleaning. You know what I'm saying? But they figure out ways to make it appear as if it was ironed. You know, they use books. They use their mattresses. To kind of put those creases in there, type of shit. And one uniform they have, you know, kind of stowed away for special purposes. Like you're going to uh, parole hearing, your family's coming in to visit. So when that happens, they bust out that that creased, you know, smooth uniform, right? The one they've been working on, making it look all nice. I mean, as nice as you can get it. And then they have the other one. You know, it's just kind of like day-to-day uniform. You you just kind of, you kind of wash that one, uh, you know, on the daily. What they do is they they get some bleach from the, uh, the cleaning dude. You know, they get it from him. You know, they probably pay him something, like maybe a ramen soup or some coffee or some shit, you know. And they, they wash their uniform in the, the fucking toilet. You know? Pour some bleach in there. They let it sit. They soak it in there. They swish it around. Put their boxes in there or whatever. Their socks. Get it all clean. And then they fucking air dry the shit. And boom. You just did laundry. You know, another thing they um, they like to do... They like to give themselves haircuts. Now, they don't charge to do haircuts in Texas. I mean, they got barbers. You know, the correctional officers, they have their own barber. And then the inmates, they have another barber, right? More or less, just kind of like volunteers. You know, they go in there, they get their, their haircut. I mean, I think uh, I think the only rules against that is... Like, you can't have long hair, you know? You pretty much can't have facial hair unless you got, like, a like a doctor's note type of thing. Where you get some kind of rash or something, you know, if you, you shave. So, some of them got that bullshit. And, you know, when the lines are long and these motherfuckers are trying to get a haircut, you know, at their local... 
you know, supercuts, right? And I guess it would be kind of similar to if you drove to drove up to a barber shop and then it was full, he was just like, eh, fuck it. We go to another one. You know, unless you have an appointment, I guess. You know, I guess yeah, maybe maybe sometimes. I don't I can't remember. I don't know if you can set an appointment or not. I don't recall. But what I do remember <laughs> is that uh <clears throat> for whatever reason they couldn't get in and get a haircut. There's always somebody that lives with you that knows how to cut hair, right? You just pay them in, I don't know, coffee, soup, whatever they sell. I don't know. And all of a sudden, everybody knows how to fucking chop some hair, right? Now, they don't use scissors. They don't sell scissors in prison. You can't get a hold of scissors. What's wrong with you? They don't have clippers. They can buy. So how do they cut their fucking hair, you may ask? I mean, they don't don't use their fingers or teeth. What they do is, you know, on the weekly, you know, these inmates are supposed to get a bar soap. This little tiny thing. I don't know what the fuck it's made of. It smells weird. It's not very big. That's supposed to last them a week. And they get a razor. Oh, another thing they get is they get powdered toothpaste, which smells really fucking weird. I've never used this shit, you know, but um, I can't imagine it's very good. I've never even seen powdered toothpaste at the fucking grocery store, have you? I could be wrong. Maybe I just wasn't looking for it. I mean, why the fuck would I want powdered toothpaste? All day, that just sounds like a terrible idea. So, anyways, back to the haircuts. What they do is, they get that razor, they break it, they break the plastic off. And, um, you know how the blades come with, like, two, or, I don't know. I think those are, like, the two ones, the double ones. Sometimes they come with four or five, you know, depending on how much you want to spend. But, uh... The ones they give them in the prison, they come with two blades. So they break the plastic, get the little blade part out, and they use that, you know, to, to cut the hair. And what they do is they just, they swipe on the hair, you know, in such a way that, you know, it cuts it. I've seen some crazy fucking haircuts, man. You know, it'd just be a lot easier to just shave your fucking head, honestly. So... You don't come out looking like a fucking moron. I want to say more times than none. They were they were coming out looking like Lloyd Christmas. From Dumb and Dumber. You know that bowl haircut? I would say probably even worse. So. So yeah. <clears throat> That's pretty crazy. Um. I remember this one time. <laughs> I remember this one time there. I mean, in that prison I worked at, there was a fuckload of bats that were everywhere outside. Like at night, you see them flying around. And you know it's a bat because of the flying patterns. 
they don't they don't fly like a bird imagine if uh i mean i i don't think this is possible but imagine if a bird was drunk okay so you got that picture in your head now picture the bird that's drunk flying around it's pretty much how a bat flies so one day you know one of these fucking bats come flying in to one of the housing areas and these inmates just start freaking the fuck out <laughs> I thought it was funny like I wasn't in there you know I was just watching from the outside but I don't know it just it just kind of looked hilarious and then uh, you know after a couple minutes went by you know they started getting creative you know a couple couple of these guys took off their shirts they were grabbing towels no one throwing them up in the air trying to hit the the bat and then uh, one of them eventually hit it right knocked the bat on the ground then they put a put a t-shirt over it and grabbed it so they were able to capture it and then they put it outside but there for like five ten minutes it was fucking nuts people were screaming crying it was <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny but you know whatever You know, I thought people loved Batman. I mean, come on. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the prison, man. Like I mentioned when I worked in the kitchen, you know. You know, one of the popular things they have looking forward to is um, egg day. But uh, there, isn't an, there isn't enough eggs. So what they have to do is they have to... They have to cut it more with potatoes, you know, like more potato than egg. I, I think I mentioned the ratio was like something like 10 to 1, 10 potatoes for every one egg. Be what a bitch, man. They'd get mad. It'd be like, there's a new fucking egg in here. I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, there's, there's a little piece right there. You forgot about that one, you know. You know, I worked in the kitchen, um, you were allowed to bring in your own food and have these people cook it for you if you wanted them to. I mean, who's to say they weren't going to spit in it, you know? I never had them, uh, I never brought any food in, had them cook it for me, but I did have them make me omelets and shit all the time. I love the fuck out of some omelets, you know? I'd go in the freezer and find some shit to eat, pull it out and tell them to make it for me. And they do it because, you know, I'm in charge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That place is so crazy, man. Most people want to work in the kitchen now because you're going to get to eat. You know what I'm saying? You get to eat a lot more than everybody else. That's for sure. I would say a typical day. You know, when I used to go to work, if I can remember, I think we'd spend like half an hour to an hour, um, some kind of meeting every day. And then, um, as soon as you show up, I want to say, let's, let's start if you work nights, right? You show up, 
you go to the meeting for like an hour. You go to your post, you know, they read it off, tell you where you're headed, where you're working that night. You know, if you're working like, um, you're working the blocks, you know, um, housing areas. As soon as you go in, you know, you switch out with the other correctional officers. You know, everybody's all rowdy. So, depending on if you're, you're working the, the controls, you know, the doors, or if you're working downstairs with, with the inmates, <clears throat> you know, depends on what you're doing. Like if you're working upstairs with the with the doors, I mean, you just gotta open the doors and shit. Nothing, nothing too crazy. You work downstairs with the inmates. You gotta, as soon as you get down there, you gotta let people out of the cell. And then once you close the doors, you count them. You count everybody. You start with the people that are in the cells. You count them on your little piece of paper with a pencil. <laughs> it's really technologically advanced in the, in the prison. You use a pen and pencil. You, you actually use a pencil and you use a sheet of paper to count people. So once you're done counting the people that, that are in the, uh, the cells, then you line them all up. And you, you count the ones that are, you know, in the, <clears throat> in the day room, right? The ones that are out with the, you know, where the TVs are at and shit. And you got to do that three times because there's three different sections. So once you're done with that, you turn it in. And most of the time you got to count like two or three more times because somebody is not, is not counting right. And they don't know who it is. <clears throat> so everybody has to count again until it matches up, right? Until all these fuckers are accounted for. So once that's done, you know, you uh, you let them out to go play outside or whatever. You know, you have to strip them out. So you see a lot of wiener, you know, when you work there. It sucks, but you know, it's what they it's what they want you to do. They want you to sit there and strip them down. So you got to do that. And people got appointments to go to, so you got to let them out for that. Um, people got to go to work, so you got to let them out for that. You got to pass out mail. That takes for fucking ever, because you got to sort it and then you pass it out to everybody. There's three different sections. So, it's like, fuck, man, you know? And then you got to, like, switch the channels. You got to change the channels every fucking hour. You got to count every fucking hour. You got to let people in and out every fucking hour. Yeah, and then you got to hear the bitching, the moaning, the complaining, the stupid shit all in between. You know, till it's time for for them to go to sleep at nine o'clock. You gotta put them all up, and then after that, you just count them again on every fucking hour till you're fucking done, right? Until you're pretty much there like twelve, thirteen hours. <sighs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much a typical day, you know. That's a typical day. 
So there you go. There's another. There's another segment about prison. <laughs> And that hobo is back on the mic. So, I kind of figure there's a lot of shit out there that, you know, people want to... Want to change in this new year that's coming up, right? Like, you know, everybody... At the end of the year, they make up these resolutions that they want to accomplish in the following year. You know, most of them... They go flush down the toilet a weekend, right? A month in... Maybe two months in and never to be heard of, heard from ever again till the end of the year comes. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking about something. Uh, you know, there are moments in life where you, know, you feel like a little bitch, you know, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think that that feeling could be different for everybody, you know, like different situations, like, you know, maybe at work, your, your boss bullies you, maybe your coworkers bully you, you know, so it makes you feel like a little bitch, you know, I guess that's one example, you know, you got you got a bunch of people you're supposed to be working with, you know, and I don't believe work is really a socializing environment, you know, in my opinion. You sit there and fuck around where you get your money, I mean, come on. That's a bad idea all day, right? But you can also say you get it where you get it, so, you know, it just depends how you look at it. I guess from which angle. Um... You know, that could also hold true, you know, uh, as far as your home life. You know, maybe your mom, maybe maybe your parents, maybe they boss you around. You know, they, they want to run your life. You know, you're not a kid anymore. So it's just like that, uh, like that one song, we're not gonna take it. You know, <laughs> so... You know, you can flip the side on that one too and uh, flip the script and maybe your wife, maybe maybe she runs everything, you know, and you don't, she's got you feeling less of a man every day, you know. She wears the pants. She tells you to sit down when you pee. <laughs> you know, it, it could be anything, right? It literally could be anything. Like, these feelings of feeling like a bitch maybe uh maybe you get punked out in public you know by by somebody you know in front of friends family or whatever you know i don't i don't believe most of these examples you know pertain to me but one thing that's always left me feeling like a little bitch you know is is being in love you know i feel like when you're in love you feel vulnerable you're left vulnerable to to the person, you know, especially when you open up, 
you know you pour yourself out to them and uh you know maybe maybe they just don't they don't appreciate you you know you know appreciation could be shown in many a ways simple acknowledgement that you're there for that person you know a simple hello a simple uh, good morning how are you how was your day you know um, I missed you I don't know whatever whatever you want to say right whatever is the truth that you want to express to that person you know I've been in a few toxic relationships you know um And one thing that's always bothered me, you know, and a few of them, is when you get ignored. I don't know what it is, but I think that ignoring somebody is like the worst thing you could do to somebody, you know. Not only is it a mental fuck, but it could definitely be self-destructive, you know, in many ways. You know, for me, it just, it drives me absolutely bonkers. And, uh, you know, something I need to work on because, you know, when, when I allow myself to be consumed by you, you know, you know, and I, all I do is think about you and all I, uh, I want to do is be around you and my mind is just, it's nothing but you, right? Like, I don't, I don't believe that's a healthy feeling and you know, if I get ignored, then I feel fucking awful, you know. It's a crazy feeling, and I don't know what to do. So, I kind of feel like for this upcoming year, you know, it's something I want to work on heavily. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to do. You know, because being in love is not something that you choose to do. You know, it's just... It's a feeling that you get from, you know, from being around somebody, from talking to somebody, from, you know, from feeling love, right? So, I guess that would be my kind of my bitch moment is when it comes to women. You know, if they they mind fuck me, if they ignore me, you know, that type of shit for no reason, you know, and I don't know why. It just bothers the fuck out of me. Especially if I don't know why. Like, what did I do? Like, what have I... What have I done to deserve this? You know, to get treated in this way. And... I think eventually you just gotta know when to walk away, right? Like, definitely I think if somebody is, uh... Is doing that to you... You know, I, I definitely think they don't respect you and they don't think much of you. Because um, if you choose to ignore somebody, you obviously don't want to talk to them. You obviously don't care about their feelings and the outcome of the results of you, you know, treating them in that manner. So... It's definitely something I don't want to feel, you know. <clears throat> and I believe that when it when it is happening, then I need to figure out a way to fix it. I just don't know how. So, 
if you guys got any suggestions, <laughs> if you guys uh, know anything about this, know what I'm talking about, maybe you've felt similar experiences and kind of found a way to cope with it, you know, hit me up at hobo210 at AOL.com. Shoot me an email. Tell me a story. You know, I'm also on Instagram, hobo210. I'm on Facebook, I don't really use it, but, uh, yeah, all these links can be found on my, uh, my podcast detail page, so, yeah, I just, I don't know, I felt like I I needed to speak on this, it just, I've noticed it, like, in my life, the one thing that's always bothered me is being in love, and being treated like garbage, you know? I think everybody's been there in one way or another. Maybe you get verbally abused. Maybe they beat the fuck out of you. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think in a relationship, I think I um, I try to be... Um, I try to be nurturing in, in a way, you know? Not too much, but, you know... Um, I guess in a manly way. Um, I don't know. I think... Uh, I think I definitely try to be somebody they could talk to about anything. You know, I feel like having a conversation is is key. You know, communication. Definitely a sexual person, so, you know. You know, and I try, I try to make that person laugh. You know, the best I can. I try to make them definitely know that you know I only have eyes for them. You know, if they don't feel that, then. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, right? I suppose it's something that you have to talk to to them about and figure out what the <clears throat> what the root of the issue is, you know? You know, if you really want to make that relationship last and succeed, you know? And, you know, if you're really having a lot of troubles, you know, I'm the type of person I wouldn't mind going to couples counseling or therapy or whatever they call it. I don't know how it would help. But, um, I think it's, um, I think it's a sign of goodwill, you know, good faith. You know, um, showing that you care enough to do that, partake in a third party, trying to help you out, you know, as a couple. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just, uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you ever know when the relationship is over. When it's over, you know. I don't know if you ever see it happening or coming. Until maybe after the fact. Just one of those strange things. Like people always say, oh, I knew it was over when, you know, such and such thing happened, right? Look, I knew it. Like, did you really? Because your actions after the fact didn't really show that you knew it was over. You know? I think it's just people, you know, it's what they tell themselves to make themselves feel better about their shitty relationship that they just, you know, are trying to leave behind or left behind. 
I don't think it's a whole truth. I definitely want to be a stronger person what I am, you know, this upcoming year. You know, I've I've gone through a lot of what I feel like are trials and tribulations, you know, throughout this past year. <clears throat> this definitely has not been an easy year for me. You know, it's well documented. You guys can listen to the whole fucking podcast, the array of episodes. Listen to my story, you know, you can... <clears throat> You can listen to everything. I put myself out there every time I get on the mic. Not a lot of people do that, you know, and I, I kind of feel like it'll fuck me off in one aspect or avenue of or another, you know, like somebody will come across it, you know, where maybe there was an opportunity out there for me and it would no longer be available just because of what I've said on this podcast, you know, what I decided to put out to the world. So... I don't know, that doesn't bother me. You know, I'm sure it would bum me out for a little bit, but... I mean, this is... uh, This is something unique I do. You don't think there's a lot of people out there that do what I do. You know, or... Have... You know, an entertaining, I guess, interesting opinion or experiences to talk about, right? Like, I've always been asked many of times, like, what the hell is your podcast about? Tell me. Tell me all about it. You know, and I never know what to say. But the other day, I had to come up with this. I was thinking, uh, I was like, all right, well, I, I believe the podcast is like 50% me. You know, what, what I've done, what I do, what's happened, what is happening and then the other 50 is uh, just rambling about my own opinions about life, about the world, about entertainment, about anything. Anything pops in my head. So essentially the show is about me, I guess. That's what I, I, would, I would say. I mean, that's what I've concluded to. But yeah, hopefully this... Uh, for this upcoming year is if it's anything better than the, the previous one then I think I'll be okay right and everybody knows what that shell means no, I know you don't. You know what it means. It's the end of the fucking show. Don't cry about it. So, you know, I feel a lot better. You know, these past three days have been pretty shitty. But uh, today I actually feel like things are better. You know, even if they're not. Like, I, I want to believe they're better. You know, and I, I do believe it. I do believe things are fucking awesome, you know, and uh, even if some things are fucking <clears throat> are exploding all around me and, uh, you know, some some other things are drowning and uh, some things just appear to be fucked. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, right now at this moment in time, I just I feel 
felt pretty good. So I'm just going to ride that feeling as long as I can. You know, I think that's all we can do, you know, with, uh, with life, you know, and our emotions. You just feel like when you're a high, you're high, right? I mean, like on drugs or anything. I just mean like top of the world type of shit. So, you know, when you're not, you're not feeling low and you're feeling a good type of way, then that's great. You know, we should be able to hold on to that, you know, the best we can. So it doesn't ever go away. You know, it doesn't ever disappear before our eyes. That wonderful feeling. So, you know, I hope everybody out there does not get too drunk. Definitely not get behind the wheel. You don't want what happened to me to repeat itself. But this time in your life. I mean, that's on you, man. If you get in the fucking car, you're driving drunk. You know, just don't do it, though. It's not worth it. Ever. But, uh... But, yeah, hopefully everybody out there has a fucking good-ass time. Kick-ass fucking time. You know, enjoy spending that time with your families, um, your friends, your loved ones. You know, just... Fucking, you only get one life, right? Who knows if we get another shot, another crack at this shit. So, you gotta make this one count. You you do. You gotta make it count. And, uh... You know, one thing I heard recently... You know, they just kind of, um... Just kind of opened my eyes a little bit. It was, um... You know when when shit started happening for me is when I I stopped waiting around for everybody else. You know, I heard that and you know, it just got me thinking. It was just like maybe that's what I'm doing, you know, maybe maybe I'm just waiting waiting for somebody to discover me to you know, tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life, what I'm supposed to do in this world. <clears throat> You know, whatever whatever the case may be, you know. You just stop waiting around for things to happen to you and try to make them happen yourself. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I don't even know if... Is that even possible, just chilling and, like, something happening for you? Like, does that ever happen? Or is it just something that people think of it... <clears throat> think up in their heads because... They're too scared to go out and do it, you know, putting themselves out there and trying to take what they, they want, you know, I'm not really sure. So I, I definitely want to do that. I want to, I need to, I need to stop waiting around, waiting for things to develop, you know, and try to make them develop on my own. Trying to make things pop, right? You wait around long enough, you'll be you'll be too old, be too uh, too beat up to to do much of anything. That's definitely not what what I want for myself. <clears throat> you 
you know, one thing that's going on right now is it's kind of it's kind of cool and it's kind of uh, kind of annoying and scary in a way. All different stuff, right? These fireworks, man. Like some people, like I live in this shitty neighborhood, right? I mean, most people would call it shitty. It's not glamorous, you know, at the at the least. You know what? I think the most expensive firecrackers are being popped in this area right now. It's like, did you steal those? These are making some big old booms and a whole lot of lights up in the sky, you know? I'm thinking those are probably the expensive ones. You know You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to cost like a dollar or nothing. You know what I mean? So. Oh, man, I guess get it however you get it, shit. You know, if you... You got some fireworks, pop them bitches. Maybe get get a little toasty, but not too fucked, you know? Too fucked up. You know, and uh I guess another thing I wanted to mention. Um You know, I've been alone for a long time. You know, I haven't really I really, really, really tried to date anybody, you know? It's been a while since I've tried to date anybody locally, anyways. Yeah, I felt like, you know, that person didn't exist around here. I kind of felt like, uh, like it probably just wasn't going to happen for me again. You know, I, I kind of feel like you can only follow up three times in your fucking life. And two of those times have already happened for me. Like I didn't I didn't feel like there was gonna be another like a third, right? But I didn't feel like it did happen and I just don't know what to do at this point in time. Like you know the way I feel well, however, however much love you have for a person, however much love that you think there is for them. Like, sometimes you just, you're not loved back, you know? Sometimes, uh, sometimes you just, like, it wasn't meant to be, you know? And I always told that person, though, I always told them, I was like, you know, I'm never abandoning you. There's no way I'd ever abandon you. Like if you uh if you feel at one point in time that I'm not the one no longer for you, just let me know, right? You know, one one thing I do want to work on though is is learning and accepting the fact that you know, some of us are just gonna be alone for the rest of our lives, you know, or a good portion of it. You know what I mean? And it's not really much you can do about it. Like you gotta, you gotta make the best of things. You gotta try to be happy with yourself and on your own. <clears throat> try to better your own life instead of focusing on bringing somebody else in, right? And if you do decide to bring somebody else inside of the loop, inside of your little bubble, your world, and it doesn't work out, you gotta be able to. Gotta be able to accept that, not not go crazy, not let it fucking bother you for for a long, long time, you know. 
kind of feel like love is one of those things where if it goes bad, if it goes sour at any point, I feel like you, a lot of us just harp on it. You know, it's, it's not something that we can control, but at the same time, you, you got to try. You got to try to overcome it. You got to try to move on. You got to try to uh, to do better. You know, if anything else, I mean, do better, right? <clears throat> so, I don't know what's going to happen with my relationship. I really don't. I just kind of feel like it's rocky. And, uh... I don't feel like there's there's anything I can do about it, you know? Which I don't know if that's my fault or, or what, you know? But, um... I don't know. There's there's not really much else for me to say right now about it. But um, maybe maybe this upcoming year, maybe uh, maybe maybe I'll have some some positive to say about it, or it'll just be like every other relationship I've had. It'll be it'll, <laughs> it'll be some negative. I don't know. I really don't know, you guys. But you guys already know I'm all that motherfucker with the million dollar voice. It's that whole bowl with a southern twang show. Man. It's boom booming out. And I'm out, bitches.